Yo, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker with the Bucks. You listening to the Fourth and Favorite podcast with Stored and Dern. Podcast. Uh, what is it we do here again? I've already. Did I do that last time we came back and had a pod recently? Or I don't know. Here's a video of Shaq Barrett talking. Oh, okay. Oh, don't make me edit stuff in. I'm. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. This is minimal effort these days. I don't have the time. I'm a very busy man. Yeah. Sips beer. The end. Um, oh yes. Uh, look again. It has been a while, but yes, as before, we do the National Football League. Very good. Um, the American National Football Yes, League. indeed. Uh, since the Super Bowl, things have been relatively quiet until a few weeks ago, um, aside from a few key pieces of QB talk. Um, but free agency has now shaken things up and the draft is in sight. So we just had to come back and talk about it. This we, uh, of which I speak, consists of myself, Stuart Bothwell, and my co-host, Dundee's answer to Sam Monson himself, Mr. Darren Butter. How's it going, Darren? It's going well. Very good. Yes. Is that, you, is that your Sam Monson impression? Yeah. It's going well, Steve. It's been good. <laughs> Haven't been in Dundee for a long time. Wellington's answer? Yeah, well... I don't have a home, Stuart. <laughs> uh, you're, you're a citizen of the world, Darren. Yeah. Uh, and aren't we all? We're all citizens of the world. Uh, um, well, we, we'd like to think we are, but... Apart from most of our listeners who are yeah. still citizens of their houses. Yes, exactly. Uh, and to you, uh, we, we hope you're all doing well out there. Uh, raising glasses, a little, little toast to, to you, the listenership. I hope that didn't um, ring through your ears too badly there. Um, so yes, I, I, I'm glad it's going well for you, Darren. Uh, it's going well for me also. Um, so yeah, we're back to it. Um, and I was thinking that we should try... <laughs> what was that? You have a really long grey hair on your face. Oh, no, no. Oh, <laughs> getting aged already. Um, it's, it's distinguished is obviously the way that I, I want to frame that. Yeah. And I will. <laughs> so, as I was saying, uh, we should really try and hit a bunch of stuff that has been going on over the last few weeks, um, including uh, the few uh, articles from the last few days including Sam Darnold is on the move. What does this mean for all parties concerned? Um, also, we're heading into a 17-game slate from this season onwards. Do we like that? Don't know. Uh, we'll hit on some of the notable free agent moves and trades that have been going on around the league. But first, uh, just a few of the smaller things, well, I'll say quite big things, that we can talk about on a smaller scale that have gone on over the last few weeks, effectively. So... Um, one of the league's best ever quarterbacks has retired. Uh, soon to be Hall of Famer Drew Brees announced his retirement a few weeks ago. And um, yeah, do you have any uh, resounding memories of Mr. Brees, Darren? Or do you want me to take it here? Because I, I remember when he was first with the league with San Diego. Yeah, I'm just having to have this uh, clear knowledge of not being able to throw more than 20 yards at a time. Oh. But. I think, you know, everyone remembers the winning the Super Bowl with mm. New Orleans and, and the story and what, what that meant and then breaking the the record to Thomas on that touchdown yeah. against the Bears a couple of years ago or last year. It's 
Was it like the year before last? I don't it was even know. Year, it's been a, been a while. But like, yeah, but like he's, he's been he's, trading blows with Tom Brady in terms of who has which records all the time, except for the ones that you know really, really stand out the mm. the rings. But I, I love the guy, and he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But would you say the last two or three years have been disappointing for New Orleans? I think the way they've gone out. New, New Orleans have have had this window. They've had the best roster in the NFL, and you see Drew Brees coming out hot every season, uh, throwing three and four, five touchdown games, like like throughout the course of the beginning of the season, and you just you physically saw the drop off. Um, so yeah, it would be disappointing that they didn't manage to just get over that hump one last time. But ultimately, he always gave them a chance. On when he, what, except for when he wasn't really towards the end of the season. But but I don't really want to focus too much on the things that he couldn't quite get in the form of that second ring. Uh, they had things go against them, including a number of times against Minnesota and everything. But yeah. Um, He's thrown over 80,000 career passing yards. That's many, many miles. Um, he's got over 7,000 career completions. Uh, he's got the best career completion percentage of at least 2,000 attempts. It's 67.7, which is actually just un- unheard of, really. Like, that's that's an excellent <laughs> career for anyone. Um, but considering he actually started off not fantastic with the San Diego Chargers, and then kind of just played his way into being like, well, he's got to be considered uh, as a starter for San Diego before they ended up ultimately trading him in favour of Philip Rivers. Now now Rivers is in the same sort of falling off point in his career now, effectively. But Drew Brees was very nearly a Miami Dolphin had it not been for Nick Saban and his his doctors over there. But um, a guy who went to New Orleans and basically put the city on his back in the wake of Hurricane Katrina, uh, did so much for his community as well for his his colleagues and fellow players. Um, Drew Brees just developed from uh, a bit of a young upstart with some potential to being one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, his numbers speak for themselves. That Super Bowl was renowned, you know, the... Um... The onside kick at the start of the first half. Yeah. At the start of the second half, even. And, and just everything they, they achieved. I I don't know too much about before he obviously not watched the NFL that long. But, you know, he's been a constant presence. And mm-hmm. it's going to be weird to see them without him. It's weird, it's weird having this group of quarterbacks just disappear now. The ones from the early 2000s, like the last few are just beginning to wane. They were starting to annoy me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah you need to move on. They're gone, yeah. Get a new crop of uh, exciting, talented quarterbacks uh, who can move. Uh, <laughs> just a new matter. thing to the doesn't league. doesn't matter if Brady keeps losing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on that. But um, anyway, um, to, to Drew Brees, uh, we salute you here at the 4th and Forever podcast. Um Again, just uh, a quarterback that I grew up watching and admiring a lot. Um, congratulations on a on a sterling career, and um, I'm sure that you're going to continue your good work uh, throughout the rest of your life as well. So enjoy retirement, Mr. Breeze. Uh, Dak Prescott finally got paid, Darren, and you celebrated that by posting up a lot of pictures of him being sacked on Facebook. <laughs> um, so we can finally stop talking about how oh, you're going to have to pay Dak because he is now getting paid. So they're splitting. So what's the the uh, salary cap this year? Like eighty eight million. 
Uh, yeah, 108 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. When it's normally like more than that. Um, yes, instead of going up, it is going down. So teams have to really be careful with the salary cap. So they have now got invested what? Too much money. They should They're trade. Like Birdie. Zeke, they should find a way to get Zeke Elliott's deal out of the building. Yeah, because him and Zeke. It was going to be one or the other, I think. Mm. I don't know what they're going to be able to achieve now. Like, I, I, I like that. I think that he was really taking that team somewhere. Uh, he, it certainly wasn't his fault that they were so dire last year. Um, through the, the course of the beginning of the season, he was streaking out ahead of everyone. He was on pace for like 6,000 yards. Um, but the rest of the team just played down a level uh, like f- from front to back. So There's been some massive Bringing him back is important. Like Jalen Smith. Mm. He was rubbish last year. I don't know if that was because of Nolan's Liam Van Der Esch when he was in as well, yeah. Um, they need to replace their, you know, Sean Lee. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to hit. Like, they're going to have to hit really hard in the draft on a Devin White type or a Devin Bush type. Because mm. they, the boys that they have there just aren't doing it. And they, they couldn't get off the field. Yeah. When, like, they were scoring, but they were letting teams run up on them. I think the Odell Beckham touchdown in the Browns game, just kind of showed it. They had nothing in the secondary. As soon as you broke the line, you couldn't stop. Yeah. And the fact they never paid Byron, because they obviously wanted to get the stack deal done, so Byron Jones goes to the Dolphins, so they don't have a cornerback. I think it's more on the defence now. Mm-hmm. And because they've invested so much money in Zeke and in Dak, they're going to have to really hit well on the draft on defence, otherwise this is going to be for nothing. Yeah, uh, well, I, obviously, I don't want to get too much into analysing the drafts of teams just yet because we intend to do that in another podcast, listeners. Yes, it is coming up. Um, but, yeah, they definitely need some some help uh, at edge rusher, at cornerback, and at safety. I would say cornerback's probably your key one. And where they are in the draft, you can see them getting someone like Patrick Sertan II uh, or, or Caleb Farley if people aren't, you know, falling off of him because of his quote-unquote back issues. Maybe a JC Horn, but I'd say certainly a Satan or or a Farley would fit really nicely in Dallas. Um, yeah, they, they've, they've got some problems there. Certainly, it wasn't Dak's fault. Um, I'm I, I think that they've perhaps slightly overpaid, but I do I do like him. Well, I think they, they, they had to do the it. They, if they TV deal is going to come in, yeah, I think they're hoping that will level that out. Yeah, uh, they've they've basically they, they've got a, a serviceable high end quarterback tied down. 160 million over four years. How valuable that looks, it's sort of like, you know, how, how worth it that looks going forward, I don't necessarily know, but it should work out all right for the, the team, I think. It's just they're hamstrung by Zeke Elliott's contract because he's not like, doing running enough. backs he's don't not mean doing it. enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we previously thought that maybe Zeke might have been the one to sort of buck the trend of running backs not being as valuable, but I think it just goes to show again. When you lose your quarterback like that and Zeke couldn't do anything last season, just goes to show, really. I think if we look at Dak as a player, he's definitely worth paying. Um, You know, his game against Seattle in the playoffs where he was allowed to run. Mm -hmm. They don't run it. He doesn't run as much as he probably should. I think they're trying to protect him and then he ends up breaking his ankle in an innocuous play. But the, the game against Seattle in the playoffs, one that sticks out to me... Um, and then the game against Atlanta last year where he kept scoring and they kept coming back mm. and he was still able to keep up and he didn't put let his head get down. Yeah. And he had like 550 yards in the game or whatever it was. Yeah. I I, I, I admire Dak Prescott a lot. I think he's 
He's gonna get, but he does have those games like the the Buffalo game at Thanksgiving, the games where he gets away from him. Yeah, and they just if he doesn't have it, they don't have it. <clears throat> like they they're not built to recover if Dak's not having a good day game. Mm. And and there's just there's players you can see when they walk on the field that are like that. Um, a player we're going to talk about soon, Sam Darnold has that. He has the mm. deer in the headlights look. He was seeing ghosts. Yeah, and uh, if he has it straight away, it's mm. not coming back. Not in that game, anyway. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I mean, like uh, something that often happens with leg injuries is that quarterbacks do tend to get the yips a bit afterwards. They don't feel quite as comfortable. They're waiting for that hit. So hopefully Prescott can get that out of his head and come back stronger than ever. Yeah. Um, I wrote my notes for this a few weeks ago, really, and um, one of the key points of this entire offseason, which we're only really going to touch on now considering the circumstances. Um, everyone is still on tenderhooks over the Deshaun Watson scenario. So previously, it was just a case of uh, all-star quarterback once traded. Um, he, his team doesn't want to let him go. A whole load of suitors for him, just trying to sort of poke and prod. But now with, uh, with allegations coming out of... Uh, multiple allegations coming out of sexual assault against Deshaun Watson. We don't really want to talk about it too much. But um, this does seem like the the like big players in the league, quarterbacks in particular, are beginning to have more and more v- vocal uh, output regarding their own situation because okay, Deshaun uh, has his own thing. He's clearly just wanting out. But you had the likes of Russell Wilson trying to make the sea like hold the Seahawks accountable, and say, you know, like you know, put some protection around me. I I'm the most sacked quarterback out there. And of course, some of that is on on Russell, but like the Seahawks have never given him a good offensive line. And can you imagine what he would be like if they if they did protect him? And uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been outspoken throughout his entire career, but now now he's just sitting back and saying like, hey, what will happen will happen. Um. Yeah, do you think, think uh, can you see any of these big quarterbacks shifting on at some point this season? Um, I think the Deshaun thing is probably done. I don't know what's going to happen. It's in civil court, not criminal, which makes a big difference. Actually, uh, that is, is it... different now. There is now one criminal uh, okay. case that's been I opened. I wouldn't with... be surprised if he never plays again. Mm-hmm. Entirely if it's possible. gone that way. Because yep. these aren't little allegations no. in criminal court. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost them a few million in civil yeah. court, but if mm-hmm. it goes criminal, then this is years in prison. Yeah. So I yeah, I can't see him playing for anyone other than the Texans. Mm-hmm. And if the Texans can void his years and his guarantees, then I can't see him playing for the Texans either. Yeah. Before all this, I was saying Broncos just you know throw everything at them to get Deshaun. Um, now you just can't. Like no one's touching this uh, like scenario at all just now, so I'll just stick with hopefully getting a quarterback in the draft. Um, I'm just gonna. Can we just assume now going forward mm-hmm. that the Texans don't really exist, and we're just gonna? There's 29 teams in the league. We and can we'll just kind of talk about the other ones for a while. <laughs> um, we can we can move around it. Um, yeah, I think for, for for now, let's not let's just sort of leave this to play out. That's something that's way without out with our realm. Um, so let's just let everything go through the due process, and uh, if Deshaun is cleared and everything looks above board, then uh, I, I go, we'll we'll take it from there, I guess. Okay. Um, continuing on with quarterbacks, uh, onto the main news and the news of today. Oh, sorry, I oh, 
Russell Wilson picked the teams he picked because there was no chance of him actually going to any of them. <laughs> so I don't think he was ever going to get I want to go to the Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he go, was Go ever. Nuts. <laughs> I don't think he was Russell, ever they're not in our league. Traded. Um, uh, congratulations to Russell Wilson's sister for winning the uh, women's basketball. Oh, congratulations to Anna Wilson for Stanford. I was watching that game and Russell Wilson was on the sideline in his in his protective gear. Go Stanford. Celebrating, so... So yeah, that was that was fun. But yeah, I think Wilson was just making a point, and I think he's been mm-hmm. heard. Um, yeah. I don't know what they can do because I think in Lockett, watch as they draft a punter in the first round. Yeah, I think with Lockett and DK Metcalf, they've got enough that they can go for offense. But they're... they focus on giving him weapons. But and like it's just it's the protection. They never just they never seem to actually pick up the appropriate level mm-hmm. of value on on that that line. Well, they don't. The Seahawks don't do what other teams in that situation would do. Like you know, you've got Bobby Wagner, you've got KJ Wright, you've got a decent defense. Why aren't they? Their first round picks don't mean anything. They don't pick high enough mm-hmm. in in the draft for them to ever mean anything. Mm-hmm. So, out of all the teams that are trading assets and trying to get higher up to pick up players they actually need. Seahawks are like the one of the main ones that probably could do that and not see that much of a detriment to their their squad. Mm. But they don't. Like they're not going to get an offensive lineman with the twenty fifth pick or whatever. Mm. And they've been like the twenty tw- like twenty first. That's, that's, that's the problem with pick. being like decent all the time. Yeah, um, but they could trade for Jonah Williams with second round. Or they uh, could, hang on, no, the Seahawks the things, don't even have a first round pick this year because no. they gave it away to get Adams. Yes. So, yeah, that, well, that would have been the 23rd pick, but the Jets have that now, so oh, good on the go Jets. Go Jets. Um, so, yeah, so again, they, they put themselves in a bit of a hole uh, draft-wise, um, but, um, yeah, like, I, I, I'm not quite sure who they pursued in free agency off the top of my head, but you'd hope that they would at least give them something. Oh. <coughs> they didn't get Trent. They didn't go for, they didn't match mm-hmm. back to Ari, like, they aren't trying that hard to get a left tackle for him, are they? They've, they've mm. still got the Effedi or... Jermaine Effedi. They've still got the boy that played basketball playing left tackle. Yeah. Uh, just, a, just a quick one. Oh, they're getting Gabe Jackson, who they acquired through a trade with the Raiders uh, mm. in exchange for a 2021 fifth round pick. Uh, so he's got himself a three-year extension. Like Gabe Jackson on his day... Good guard, um, but he has rather have had Hudson though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rodney Hudson, bet one, probably the best pound center in the NFL over the last few years. Yeah, could have done with someone like him. They have also gone out and got um, uh, Ethan Pochich. Not heard of him before. Uh, Jordan Simmons. I think he was starting with him as well. Just a, f- a few guys here and there, but you know, it's not it's not big names to protect him yet. So. Who knows? Maybe still some more moves to be done by Seattle before it is all said and done. Yes. All right. Moving on to the things that we intend to talk longer about, and yeah. I feel as if we've already like talked at uh, length about other things. But um, Sam Darnold, former New York Jets quarterback, third round pick, sorry, third third overall pick for the New York Jets, has been traded to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a second round pick in the twenty twenty two draft along with the fourth round pick from that year and a sixth round pick this year so 
that doesn't really take Carolina out of any sweepstakes, be it for like of Deshaun Watson, should that continue, or sorry, should that, 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 that cease that problem, um, if that's still a thing, uh, or prevent them from drafting a quarterback. Uh, depending on how Darnold fares against Bridgewater, uh, they could maybe see about shipping Bridgewater out because he's got quite a hefty contract. Uh, they just don't really need to be carrying. Uh, that's only if they like what they see, of course. So, um, first of all, what does this mean for the Carolina Panthers? Same, <laughs> same things. TBD. Clearly, relying going to keep relying on McCaffrey. Um, I think they're giving themselves options here. They're saying like, well, what if this guy does have potential if you put him behind a half decent line? And yeah. uh, see where it goes. Give him some weapons. And uh, Matt Rule's a good coach. Matt Rule really likes Darnold as well. There's one of the reasons why he was going to go to the Jets until mm. Tepper was like, here's the money. <laughs> Have some money. Um, I think if Darnold has even a slightly overachieving season, he's got David Tepper and Matt Rule there and they will back him. I don't think he ever really had the backing of Joe Douglas because mm-hmm. he was drafted prior. This is all going to come. This all comes back down to the Jets doing their whole draft and free agency mm-hmm. and then sacking their GM. Yeah, it's, it's not not an ideal scenario for someone to come no. into when you just I don't think Darnold was ever much on the Yeah. Um so I would love he's had some good plays and obviously he's been on an absolutely shocking team that's been trying to lose. Mm. <laughs> so he might be okay. Um, you know, they're going to have some good talent. Like Rodney Anderson's probably, ironically, the best receiver Donald's ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets to re- reacquaint himself with him. Yep. Um, they also brought in David Moore. They're trying to sort of uh, shore that up there. Um, but I, I would be a little bit concerned about the quote-unquote building they're doing on the offensive line bringing in Cam Irving from uh, Jacksonville along with, uh, was it Pat, Pat Elfline there? And they, like, they pursued those guys hard. They got them in the first wave of free agency. Cam Irving was the worst offensive lineman, or cer- certainly offensive tackle in the NFL last year. And Elfline wasn't too far behind. You know, it's just really not ideal. <laughs> but... Um, you know, they're trying to build something there. Um, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> what pick are the Panthers? Like fifth or sixth? They are pick number eight, one ahead of the Broncos. So uh, mock draft boards have them getting potentially someone like Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Maybe Justin Fields if he ends up falling. Mac Jones is not a top 10 quarterback. Well, there's different uh, schools of thought. Mac Jones is like that. older than Joe Burton. There's I don't know what the stats are. It's like... Oh, that was it. Like, Mac Jones is only like 11 months younger than Darnold. Mm-hmm. He's never played an NFL game. Darnold's played for four seasons. Oh, yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Like, you, can be a, you can be a quarterback and come into the NFL at 23. It's not like Brandon Whedon who came in at 28. And we got him and he was... No, I'm yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, no, okay. So uh, we're a bit... You know, jury's out on that. Um... Jets got a second rounder, a fourth and a sixth. That's good value, I think. I think the Jets are going about this the right way. They already know who they plan to have their quarterback for the future as. 
Uh, it'll be Mac Jones I'll take with the second overall pick <laughs> nah just kidding I think everyone's consensus is that they're going to go for uh, Zach Wilson from BYU we'll pick that up later on but um, yeah they're they're building draft they're building with draft capital they're doing the same sort of thing that the Miami Dolphins have been doing over the last few years now they see the value in getting these young players in now building up that stockpile and I think they did very well to get a second round pick and more out of there and also like the Panthers wouldn't give up a second round pick next year for the sake of getting this guy to sit on the bench like they they envisage him pushing Teddy to start yeah I don't I think Teddy's gone yeah and that's a shame because I like Teddy yeah uh, he, he had a not exactly the most effective scoring season last year he, did, he got some yards and things like that but he didn't have the best team around him especially it just doesn't help Donald. when the team that you have is christian mccaffrey and he's injured after f- four weeks too right, soon yeah always too soon r.i.p my fantasy league last season uh, actually i did all right but i could have done with uh, having him come back um anyway um moving on 17 game season's just been announced darren from next season are you on board no, it's going to throw out all the historical stats and oh, they're not going to play players in the first game and stuff it's it's a revenue thing because they're going to be of course to, it is it's they're going like to be able to like move games to Wednesdays and stuff like you mm-hmm. can see where they're going with it because they're going to have to be a more like linear product if they're going to get these mm-hmm. TV deals they want they're going to mm-hmm. have to be on more often yep stretch out like I wouldn't mind having a few more games on say throughout the course of the week or. Like, or on, on, a, on a Saturday, my time would be ideal. I'd be just like, wait, that's it. I don't do things on Saturdays anymore. <laughs> I stay at home and I watch the NFL. Great. They, they need to stop showing the scores of the other teams on the games that are playing. Yes, that would be ideal as well. Because you can't go back and watch games. You should be able to turn that off, especially all on um, NFL on Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yeah, I think that would be ideal. Yeah, because then you can watch other games on other TV networks from overseas mm. and out of market. Without knowing the scores. Yeah. (laughs) Because you think you get a game... Say you're watching uh, some NFC East game because it's the game they keep putting on. Mm -hmm. And the Cowboys are 21-0 up on the Giants after like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You already know the score of the game you could have gone back and watched from the start. Mm -hmm. Because it's in the crawler at the bottom. You know, this has nothing to do with the concept of a 17-game season. I know, but there's like... (laughs) They want to make the product more, like, palatable. They can mm-hmm. have more weeks. They've, they've been doing stuff with these Saturday games and these Amazon and Nickelodeon games to be like, mm-hmm. how much shit can we shove at football fans <laughs> before they actually go, no, this is crap. It gets a and, bit of variety and, like, kids, kids and don't enjoy not, the Nickelodeon games. It was something games. ridiculous that the game on, like, the Thursday that was really bad, it was, like, a really bad Thursday game, mm had like 20 million viewers and the TNT ESPN NBA game had like four. Mm. So the, the NFL... Four viewers, total. Four million. <laughs> but the, the, the NFL knows that they're smashing the NBA and mm-hmm. the NHL at, in winter. Yeah, but you can't rest on your laurels. You have to continue expanding. And yeah. there's been talks, um, I think it's been actually officially announced today, that they are planning on having an NFL game in Germany potentially from next year. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, obviously well, not as fun for... There's a lot of German players in college. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, like There's a lot of um, UK fans who might feel as if they miss out, but you know, you've know, got to spread the wealth oh, a little bit. You, you get like three games a season already, so... Um, 
but yeah, that'd be awesome. Like there's, there was always a market in Germany, um, a big market in Germany, especially with a lot of the Americans who get stationed over there. If Jacksonville, if this Trevor Lawrence and all the things that Jacksonville are trying to do works out, are they going to keep playing games in England? For a while. I think they've still got a, got a particular deal set up. Uh, so the, 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 plan, the plan is that over the next decade, every NFL team will have played at least one uh, international series game. But the whole reason the started was because Sadiq Khan wanted to move mm. the Jags to London. He was thinking along those lines, yes. Because they were playing every year. They'd play mm. at least one game in London. I assume that if Trevor Lawrence is good... We're saying we're maybe lining it up, but I, I still don't know how viable that is. Because that's, that's a Well, a lot of the players wouldn't be allowed to live in the UK. Mm. Just because well, Brexit might change that now. Yeah, it can make their own rules, right? Yeah, instead of being under the EU. Yeah, this is why we got our country back, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh. I mean, there'll be, there'll be work visas <laughs> and things like that all go. Um, yeah, don't know. <laughs> don't get into trouble in the UK, NFL players. Yeah, it's please very don't. different. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Oh, it's like on Madden, because you get Dublin and London. So you get the Dublin Shamrocks <laughs> and the London Knights. And, oh, I don't know. I would rather it all stayed, like, at Portland... And San Antonio before mm-hmm. you think of adding overseas. But a game in overseas games are fine, but I never see them. Like you forget they're on. Mm. Like I don't think I've ever watched a London game live because sure. I've, I've been I've been to one. I've yeah. been well, to I mean, like, just Atlanta, in, Detroit. I'm not getting up at six AM our time to watch uh, the... I know I know what you mean, but um you know, under certain circumstances if I can. But obviously that's our time difference problem there. So yeah. not for it's actually uh, exactly the same in the UK. Okay, indeed. Yeah. For for LA anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you you mentioned you you touched upon the the thing about oh well you know from this point onwards statistics are going to be slightly changed and things like that. But it has happened before. Like this isn't unprecedented. It happened thirty years ago. You're gonna have to go to the NBA style and do it per game mm. or per minutes. I can I do the NBA style and have like sixty million games a season. Well, they'd love to do that. <laughs> they would. Not possible. Can you though. imagine then an NFL team was actually like 200 players and they played like 40 games? Oh my God. No, no, thank you. That's too much. Like, I can't. There there would be too much for us to cover. It would be done. The fact that we, we'd, we'd have to close the podcast. <laughs> I could not cover all of that. Right, so there's been 400 games this <laughs> week. Uh, what we talk about? Well, the, um, the thing I don't quite get about is they were go- we're meant to be adding another bye week but they're not adding one mm-hmm. which I feel strange I think a lot of the players are upset about that uh, so making them play another week but some teams are having their bye week week four and then playing 13 games in a week yeah it's quite quite a few um, I, I don't know quite how they're going to you know work around that uh, that, like, it, it, it may end up stretching a bit too far for some people like you know a lot of people already, already get pushed to the limit with a 16 game season I think the, the, comp- the compensation is a problem uh, as, as well at the moment. Um, well, they're getting their pays. Aren't they getting their pays added the game? It's like pro rata or something. Yeah. yeah. For the ones that are currently under contract. Yeah. But like I, I, I do think that it is, it's a punishing season as it is at 16 games. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes. To me, this looks like it might be a step too far, but... I guess we'll just see how the how the revenue comes through and how the injuries mount up. Yeah, well, that's an, another thing I was saying to you earlier is that they've changed the pay cycle for the teams. Mm-hmm. So in the NF, 
NFL at the moment, the players get paid weekly. They get their weekly checks that they always talk about, mm-hmm. game checks, yeah, for each of the 16 games. Mm-hmm. So we, they get paid weekly over the season. It's pretty much. They get their uh, roster bonus yeah. for doing preseason, and then they get paid weekly during the season. Mm-hmm. Which means that if you get injured in week 12... You've already been paid three quarters of your salary. Mm -hmm. What the NFL is now doing is they are changing from a 16-week pay cycle to a 32-week pay cycle Mm -hmm. because they're adding this extra game. They've managed to be able to change in the CBA the way they're paying. And it will be interesting to see how that goes with the veteran minimums and how much players get paid per game and injured players. Mm Mm-hmm. Because like, if you think that you're actually getting paid, say they start week one is your first pay. Welcome to the financial yeah. NFL podcast, by the way. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so week one is your first pay, and then you've got another 32 weeks till you get paid. What happens if you tear your ACL week three? Hmm. And you haven't been paid for 33 weeks? Can they cut you there? I don't know, Darren. You have to ask them. Yeah, so I'm... I don't know if this is good for the players. Hmm. If I was a player, I would, unless I was like Dak Prescott or... You know, even like the Odells and stuff, mm. I wouldn't be super happy about this new CBA. Yeah, well, I guess there's, there's a little more um, time to look into this um, before I truly know what's going on, to be honest. Yes, yeah, so um, but there's plenty of players who are not happy. Yeah, it's like, they're going to be watching the backups. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, who really knows? Yeah, because of course by that point, you know, well, you, can, you, can, like have, that. you can have things sold, you can have things sewn up like several they weeks did in advance. Interconference game between the Browns and the. Steelers and mm. still play any players, which probably was a detriment the next week when they got humped. Yeah. Anyway. Indeed. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, moving on, and um, I kind of want to touch on some of the best and worst free agents signings of this off season. Okay. Uh, Darren, do you have any off the top of your head that you want to bring up? Anything that jumps out to you? Because I have a list. Well, for me, the. Uh, Duality of ooh, ooh, nice. uh, Bud Dupree and <laughs> Matthew Judon. Yes, yes. And guess if, what? If Number one and two on my worst free agent signings list. <laughs> and I don't know if they're bad signings as mm-hmm. in players. I just think that they went to the wrong teams. Mm. I think Bud Dupree is a system rusher. Well, if you've got, who would have been very good for the Patriots, and Judon is a one-on-one rusher who would have been really good for the Panthers. So I feel like the players have gone to the wrong teams. Hmm. You know, you know that Dupree signed for Titans rather than Panthers. Titans. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, but Same difference. They I, I, don't I, have I, any pass rush. I see no where one you were to help. There. But uh, but Dupree needs help. He needs <laughs> Dud Dupree. <laughs> he needs TJ. He mm-hmm. needs players coming off the. the he needs. You need. He needs someone at Devin the other Bush. side. Yeah. Uh, need, yeah. Because like in uh, in in Pittsburgh, you had like so TJ Watt there. You had. Uh, Cam Hayward Devin Bush Devin Bush coming through the course of that as well which makes you look pretty good but you have one season of production and the rest of it he looked pretty bad his numbers were not great a lot of his sacks were clean up Um, and it's kind of like I don't know if it's just our circles uh, because we look in certain places but it's pretty common knowledge that Bud Dupree hasn't been that great a player until this last few seasons and you've got other other players. In fact, let's just start off with some of my worst signings since you've mentioned two of them already. But another player uh, in a similar vein and in a similar ballpark in terms of what you're getting paid is Leonard Floyd. 
who went to the Rams. And, you know, you're playing with the likes of Aaron Donald there, who's a total game wrecker. That entire Rams off like defensive front is uh, like is, is, is a beast, but it's mainly a beast because of that engine in the middle and Aaron Donald that causes so much disruption there, and yeah. causes other stuff. Leonard Floyd, uh, yeah, but like it's, it's, it's I think $64 f- million. Dollars. They've basically paid for consistency because they know that they've got something that works there. But like you could get something else for way less than four years, $64 million. That's You have to take into account probably what Aaron Donald wants to happen as well. Aaron Donald's like a quarterback. If he says he wants Larry Floyd and he wants Larry Floyd to be rewarded for helping him, Larry Floyd is staying. Um, Nobody helps Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald does that himself. <laughs> I think it's a make-up deal. I think that he probably took less money at another point. And I think the Rams are happy because they know they've got their team. This is all win now. For the Rams, they're not worried about three years from now. They're worried about two years, this season, the next season. Well, like I just, I just don't particularly like it purely because of the amount of money that you're you got hooked up in, in that part there. I mean, well, they were screwed for money anyway. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. It just you're getting so tied up in things like that. It's it's gonna be gonna be difficult um i like i mean i, I don't know well, their whole secondary has gone to the browns so if would they, you rather yeah. have kept that secondary than secondary is very good um and i think if you kept the base there and like it's good they've still got um jalen ramsey of course but and I, I, I mean i don't know it depends on how much it's going to cost you for other places but you could probably have got Jadavian Clowney in on a cheaper deal there. And then, like, oh, people will be like, oh, Clowney's finally realizing his potential because he's next to Aaron Donald. Well, that should be really fun. He hasn't been signed yet, so. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the prediction now is maybe, like, it's a one-year, $13 million deal that he's going to get. Because everyone's signing one-year deals at the moment yeah, because of contracts. The, uh, sorry, um, because of COVID um, and the, the... New deal. Yeah, the new deal coming in. Um yeah, don't particularly like that one. Uh, I've also already mentioned another one of these. Uh, Cam Cam Irving, two years, $10 million to the Panthers. Um, one of the worst tackles in the league. He just seems to go from place to place because of his uh, high draft pedigree and gets paid again. Like, it's only two years, $10 million, but he was dreadful for Jacksonville last year. Like, nothing short of it. I think he had about a PFF grade of, like, 38 or something like that. Maybe they think it's situational. Maybe, but has he been situational everywhere he's been? <laughs> like, it's like Eric Flowers, it's just done. Yeah, but and like, if you put him into a situation where he's the worst player on the on a line, that's that's bad enough as it is. But if you put him into a situation where the rest of the line is probably just about as bad as he is, I fear for the likes of Sam Darnold. We've just got Pat Elfline in as well. Yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Sam. Indeed. And uh, I'll round out my list of worst with uh, one which just is... The Bears had to cut Kyle Fuller for this. Andy Dalton, one year, 10 million. I'd rather Kyle Fuller. Yes. Have and Kyle Fuller. And Mitch for another year because you can yeah. sign, him, sign him for his fifth year. If you want. And then, or just see, see what else you could pick up in free agency. Like, you know, there's, there's possibilities out there. Uh, I mean, you could have got someone. You could have picked up Alex Smith. He'd have been all right for you. This is so. Alex Smith would have been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, or pursue Russell Wilson more. Well, Mitch has <laughs> gone to the Bills, like, because they've gone with this thing that Mitch is a worse version of Josh Allen. So, if, 
so long, if he gets injured exponentially can, worse than Josh Allen, but then he can just throw him in and he can do something similar. Mm-hmm. I think Mitch Trubisky just has that. He looks like a child sometimes. He looks like he's lost. He throws like it, yeah. When he when he's having a bad game, he looks like he wants to cry and wants to come out. And well, he's had his character issues and things like that, like you know, been on it, but like struggling to take criticism and like. Like, you know, you do feel... Like, athletes are people too. We, we sometimes forget that. But it's going to be a captain. But you've got to... You have to be able to lead by example and be a strong personality. You have to be able to, like, water off a duck's back where it is. You have to lead if you're a quarterback. And Trubisky just never really got people on board like that. But well, and I think Dalton... I, I don't dislike Dalton. But having to cut Kyle Fuller in order to get him in... I mean, that's the Broncos' like, win to Gardner their loss. Gardner Minshew for like $3 million or something. Yeah, exactly. Gardner, yeah. Gardner Minshew is a, a better version of Mitch Trubisky because he, he can run. He's got, you know, not the strongest arm, but accurate. Doesn't mind playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Looks like he wants to be there even when he's losing. He'll put he'll put a team in his shoulders. If, if someone like him could go to that team, he could make something of it. Uh, but yeah. Good luck to the bad news bears, I think, is the way that I would look at it. Um, but back on to the more positive terms. Yes. Do you have any uh, particularly good free agents that you think of off the top of your head, Dan? I like all the centres that have moved. <laughs> Interesting. Andrews to the Falcons. Okay. Is that one? I don't know. You tell me. It's your list that you're supposed to have made that you didn't make. <laughs> I'm not helping you out here. Don't look at, don't check my working. I like this is all, all, all on you. I like, to be honest, I actually like a lot of what the Pats did. I think they want... It's because they signed everyone. Yeah, but they want to play a certain way and having two really good tight ends makes that a lot easier for them. Now, but, I, I had that down as not necessarily best or worst... So intriguing. It's, the jury is out for me on Hunter Henry's three-year $37.5 million deal and Jonu Smith's 40-year $50 million deal with the Pats. Oh, because two year. Sorry, four-year. <laughs> four-year $50 million. Like no, no, 40-year $5 million contract. <laughs> so oh, that's gotta, about as much as I'd make. we got to pay $2 today for the four years. Um, yeah. Um, like, it's just... They're both good, but like, are, are they trying to roll it back to the days of Aaron Hernandez and Gronk or something here? Because well, I hope it's not, for the... not not in that regard. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, they're 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 not a fast team. They don't have wide receivers on the outside. Are they going to just funnel it through these two guys? Because they are both good pass, <laughs> but they're not they're not like Nelson elite. Like, what, what do you want? Yeah, I don't know. The, the, like the, the Pats are maybe. Zigging when everyone else is zagging, um, for lack of a better phrase. Um, maybe they're going to do this, pick up a power back, and just ram it down people's throats a lot. Maybe. If you could do that, if you've got Cam Newton going back. Did Gilmore move? No, Stefan Gilmore's still there. But he's up for... Hmm? He's list- They're listening to offers. Oh, they? yeah, but you, you would. If you're in a rebuilding phase like the Patriots effectively are, I think you kind of have to. We've got to got to visit all these possibilities. I mean, Stefan Gilmore is due a decline soon. If you can get and like Bill Belichick is very much of, of online of better to trade a player one season too early than a season too late. 
Yeah. So if you can get, if you can maximize the value, get, if you can trade him for like a first, a first round, you maybe get a couple of first rounders for someone like Stephon Gilmore. Mm, maybe a little bit older if you've got a stupid enough team. He's very good still, though. But um, it's there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, wouldn't rule the Cowboys getting rid of Byron Jones when they could have done an RFA mm. and then giving up two first rounders to get us coming back. Ah, oh, Cowboys never change. Oh, I know, right? Keep um, interesting. Mm hmm. I don't know, I'm so lost in the more recent stuff. Like, I think what the Dolphins have done recently is mm-hmm. just is the best thing you can do. I just think they've done such a good job with their picks and moving their assets around. Yeah. And they have so kind of many first-round picks. Right now, when it comes to the best things that teams have done. Yeah. Um, Including trades, which I'll, uh, I'll also talk. In fact, I'll, I may as well mention it now. Of course, the, the, the NFL draft was totally shaken up last week when there was a, effectively a three-way trade between the San Francisco 49ers, Miami Dolphins, and Philadelphia Eagles. So the way that it went down was that the San Francisco 49ers sent their first-round pick of this season's draft, just number 12, along with the first and third round picks in 2022 and a first round pick in 2023 to the Dolphins for their first round pick this year. Wow. Like, that's a that's a lot. So the 49ers really know who they're wanting to get with the third round picks or the third pick. And, and they don't... And, well, and that is something that's been talked about, but we'll maybe get on to that another time. But, um, yeah, uh, they clearly know who they want to get with the third pick there. Uh, the Dolphins, happy to just take on more of that capital and then ship some of it right back out the door. So Miami then traded back up to the sixth overall pick with the Philadelphia Eagles for that pick and pick number 156 in this year's draft. For that first rounder, which is number 12, pick number 123 and a first rounder next year. So Miami believe that they're going to get their guy at number six. Uh, I won't speculate too much on that just yet because I think that will uh, set us up nicely for another pod another time. Can we just quickly talk about the Kyle Van Noy of it all? Sure, go ahead. So the Patriots trade <laughs> Kyle Van Noy to the Dolphins. Uh-huh. Or they don't match his RFA, so he goes to yeah, the Yeah, they, they let him go. Yeah, and then they pick up a compensatory third-round pick. Mm-hmm. And then the Dolphins end up offering less than the Patriots had to offer Kyle Van Noy to keep him. Mm-hmm. Then the Dolphins pay all of Kyle Van Noy's guarantees and then waive him. Mm-hmm. And then he was back to the Patriots on like a six million a year deal, mm-hmm. which was less than the Dolphins had to pay him last year yep. in his minimums. Mm-hmm. Or his guarantees. And they still have the compensatory pick. Funny with that. Yeah. It's what uh, the around the NFL guys call Operation Pink Pony. Uh, <laughs> so there's clearly something going on out there. Uh, so, you know, Brian Flores, we're on to you. Keeping a very close eye on these situations, but um, we can't do anything about it, Darren. Uh, yeah, we just, we just very, have to let very, them do what they want to do. Very interesting. I will say that I do, although it's probably an overpay, and I think <clears throat> when you're the the Giants, you have to. But I really, I'm intrigued to see Galladay. Yes, absolutely. Because that's an actual player. 
Kenny Galladay, an actual wide receiver going to the actual New York Giants. Slayton's good, yeah. But he's a player they drafted and like the fourth round who's become good. He should be. He should be be supplemental. He should be complementary to having a number one. Yeah. And Kenny Galladay, he can be a true number one. And he's good on the outside of numbers. That's where Daniel Jones keeps overthrowing it. And he can he can go up and get it. Like he's a he's a battler for the ball. A great jump ball specialist. But he's got an awful lot to his game, Kenny Galladay. Uh, four years, $72 million to the New York football giants. And yeah, that was one of the ones I had on my list. I yeah. thought that was an excellent pickup. So you have a list, yeah? <clears throat> I do have a list, yes. I was about to say that um, I, I like Kurt Samuel going to join Terry McLaurin. Okay, okay. Who he's best mates with. Yeah. At the um, at the Red Monuments. What are they called? Uh, the Washington football, football team. team. That's it, yep. Um, Good saying. <laughs> the Red Monuments. <laughs> I... I um, I appreciate that move because it wasn't for that much money and, and that gives their best wide receiver a mate. And they well, kind of have to because they don't really have a lot going on. So Yeah, I, I I feel as if the football team still need to do something in the draft. And I reckon where about they are, uh, they which is pick number 19, they might get an explosive receiver such as uh, Rashad Bateman. They might end up saying that. Like some people don't quite have him as a first round potential but he's a really nifty really explosive want, running back sorry, really uh, receiver even he's not going to get there is anyone as sure a thing as Kyle Pitts has ever been like it's he's such a sure thing you, you can't say sure thing though but like he's he's very much a weapon he's not just a tight end you can play him as wide receiver you can put him anywhere you can put him as defensive back for all I care he's he's capable um, Isaiah Simmons for the yeah Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, just you know, spoiler alert here, but um, I can see him going to the Falcons as being like you know the best non-quarterback in this draft. A quarterback is your most important position. That's how you make Matt Ryan happy. Yeah, well, and like Oswald, since you, since you can't trade Matt Ryan for the next two seasons, you may as well uh, you, you know give him, give him something. Like, even even though you've got one of the worst defenses in NFL history. You I think they really do anything about it. Yeah. Defense coach Dan Quinn's probably going to help. That yeah, part. yeah. Anyway, tell me about your list. Oh, my list. Okay, cool. So yeah, Kenny Galladay was indeed on there. Uh, you uh, touched on the Dolphins, and I reckon that them picking up Will Fuller on a one-year, ten million dollar deal is good. Ten million for four games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see how it all pans out. But like, well, is with a... this new pace, like, they might have to pay him like half a million dollars yeah. <laughs> if he gets injured in the second game. Yeah. Well, um, it, it gives him an opportunity to show what he can do. Uh, the Dolphins have the cap room. If he likes it there, why why wouldn't he? Uh, it, it makes really good sense. He's an explosive guy. He can really give the Dolphins. Uh, an option a, down the field of the Browns getting the Jarvis Landry about it like it's got that kind of like you know oh, he's yeah, not been doing so. it you know yeah, well, like, I think pick him up we'll see how he does yeah I see like this is it's an opportunistic thing here um, Landry uh, maybe a more rounded player whereas Fuller just has that blow the top off a of defense like 4-3 speed um and like whenever he has been fit, he was the key to that Texans offense over the last few seasons. The problem was availability. He wants to prove himself here. Maybe maybe the Dolphins put it all together for him, and he gets an opportunity at a bigger contract next year. Unless he's like sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber, I don't see how his hamstrings are going to cope with a seventeen-game schedule. I mean, uh, maybe or, only maybe what about what? only playing him in division games? Okay. Just only play him in your division. You've got to win your division to get out, especially in the AFC East, so why why play him in the other game? 
If you want to keep her. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Um, <laughs> going back onto your Browns, though, and you, you alluded to them basically stealing half of the Rams secondary, which is a fantastic move because they were one of the best secondaries we've had around. Obviously, a lot of that hinged on Jalen Ramsey on one side and uh, Demarius... Grady Williams and Denzel Ward. Yeah, so we're um, just... We had building nothing, on a strength. I had think. nothing last year. Yeah. And we've got... Um, you get you get all these players Grant, back. Facey. Delpit. Delpit. You, you have Grant, you have, you have some, some you have people that should be a strength in that team who've just been injured over the last little while. When you've got players like that return to the lineup and you also get John Johnson, who's been one of the better safeties in the NFL over the last few years. Yeah. Three years, three, 33 million. Nice. You get Troy Hill as well, who is an undersized cornerback, but great in the slot. Fantastic. And if you can just sort of make sure that that is all he's doing, he's going to be great. I'll tell you my... my my grand strategy. Go ahead. This year... Hope you're see, listening, NFL GMs and coaches. See how it goes this year mm-hmm. with the Browns? Just, you've got this mass of your tacky-tacky and players. Just see how it goes. If you get to the playoffs again, I'd be trading decent assets to pick up Levante David's guarantees. Okay, okay. Because I don't think the Bucks are going to be able to afford the eighteen million a year after this year. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible because he, him, annoyingly Bush, mm-hmm. um, ironically White, who's on the same bloody team. They're the type. Is that their first names? Yeah. <laughs> annoyingly Bush and ironically White. <laughs> like I, I, I want to know why White is ironic as well. But because <laughs> David already plays on that team. Uh huh. Go ahead. That's the player that the Browns need, because we can't yes. we can't catch Lamar Jackson. A sideline to sideline fast linebacker, linebacker is what. Tacky tacky can't tackle in the open field. Maybe Delpit can as a as a free safety. Mm. Not seen him yet, but I'd be surprised if he could. And trading for Levante David next year after they either win it again or they don't, and picking up his guarantees from the Bucks mm. so they don't have to pay them. He's he's who I'd be targeting. So you're saying linebacker is your your key. Oh, it's the only I'd literally pick linebacker in every round of this draft to try and get one because I think the rest of the team's set. Could but would you potentially trade up? I don't. Is there really end? There's no Devin White this time. Could you, not, could you? If you could get a Michael Parsons, man. Like Michael Parsons is pretty damn good. Yeah, I don't know what team. You have to tell me what team he plays for. Okay. Uh, um, well, like, uh, Penn State, I believe. Um, no, no. no. no or, I want SEC boys. It's one of the... The one that Saquon used to play for. Penn State, yeah. Yeah, it's Penn State, I think. Yeah. You got Carl Nassib from them. He didn't do anything. If they could hang on... Sorry. If he drops to the teens somewhere... Uh, then you, you've got to be asking the question. You don't know how to trade up. <laughs> you might want to. Oh, yeah, I was like, Just trade you, up? You really want this guy, right? <laughs> we've, never, we've always been number one or two. Like We don't know how to trade up. Okay. Uh, in that case, you can go out and get... Um, is, is KJ right out there? He's about the only, only one. Go pick up Sean Lee. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe not quite. He's just trying to come back on the Veterans Minimum Plus sponsorship deals yeah. that he's going to get with the Cowboys whenever all this settles down. Pretty much, pretty much. But um, yeah, no. Like, if if you think that is what you need to get there to change your defense, then you were right ahead, my friend. Um, other than like the offensive line's good, I think the Browns are really good. Yes, I, I so do I. I think that they've they've built this team 
they're going to get like they were really suffering from injuries last year you just got hope that you know the guys coming back make the difference and Baker can continue to make strides or return to the form that he had in the first season because it was it wasn't awful last year um there's a lot less verticals which is yeah yeah when you can hand it off to the running backs Mm -hmm. yeah indeed yeah um just I'll just briefly go through some of the other guys we had in here. Uh, Mike Hilton signing a four-year, twenty-four million dollar deal with the Ravens. I think that is exceptional value for an excellent cornerback. Uh, Marvin Jones, one-year, seven million to the Jags. Just a great player to stick in there it's to help. Very cheap. Yes, very very cheap. He also obviously wants thing. to see if he can be Rod, the Rodney Harrison or whatever his name is. Rodney Harrison. Who's the boy's name? What's the, I don't know. Who? What? The, the wide receiver that played with Peyton. Marvin Harrison. Marvin, that's it. Yeah. Marvin Harrison. Marvin yes. Rodney. It's one of those names that no one has in the UK anymore. Mar- Mar- Marvin Harrison. Oh man, one one of the best wide receivers. But, you can, but he's um, giving may, himself might, might have killed a guy. An audition um, to play. <laughs> Did he kill someone? <laughs> For the NFL. Um, the maybe shot someone. I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, to like, play with Lawrence. Yeah, if if he goes there and Trevor Lawrence is like is immediately the guy. Marvin Jones is going to get a chance to see it firsthand and be like, you know what? Sign me up. I want I want more of this. Like, he's entering his age 30 season, I think, now. Yeah. Um, he's moved around a little bit, but, like, he's been, a, he's been a touchdown machine wherever he's gone, really. Marvin Jones, I think, has been a, a criminally underrated wide receiver throughout the course of his career. Getting him somewhere like Jacksonville, you know, like, what's he got to lose? One year, seven million? Sign you up. had shot... Shark and do, 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 do. D.D. Westbrook D.D. and Jones that's pretty decent for a team that's rubbish who's getting the first overall pick mm-hmm. I you know what we're going to go Just into the draft so, but bring, Lauren, bring I, don't back. If, I don't know if Lawrence is Andrew Luck screw it don't get Trevor Lawrence Take Kyle Pitts and just roll with that. <laughs> Minshew will have a field there. Give him all those weapons. I think the league would implode if that were to happen. Basically, if, if it doesn't go Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, just the, the draft just blows up, right? Like, I've been hearing things and stuff. but I, mean, I know we're going to talk about it on our pod, but Justin Fields' pro day was the ultimate FU. To mm. all GMs, because he was amazing. And Mac Jones was rubbish. He was pretty Mac bad. Jones overthrew this guy like three times in a row. I love and that, he, that overthrow and then cut back directly Kyle to Bill Shatter. Belichick. No, it's Kyle, oh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Like, mm. Just like eating his own jaw. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, I don't think Kyle's going to be drafting Mac Jones. Sorry, um, NFL Twitter. I think that's that was a maybe that's completely gone now. I mean, I'm happy to see Fields slide down because that might... Give the Denver the opportunity. Winner. It's just because he plays for Ohio State. And yeah. That's the same team that the other lad played for. Yeah. If Denver get the opportunity to get Justin Fields and it costs a first this year and a first next year. Yeah. I think the irony is that Trey Lance could be the next Patrick Mahomes and no and yes, no one indeed. no one knows because no one's seen him play. And indeed, like Trey Trey Lance, it, it's just you can't let it slip far enough Trey, that you end up being the one who has to lump for Mac Jones, who could be Tom Brady 2.0 yeah. in the eyes of some people. Yeah. I saw a thing that said that Trey Lance was like a Patrick's Mahomesy Carson Wentz. 
Patrick Mahomes Carson Wentz? Because he's the size of Carson Wentz, but he has the the hands of Mahomes. Got <laughs> the hands of Mahomes. <laughs> he's only played thirteen games in college, mm-hmm. and he played for Dakota. Ironically, Wentz is all team. Well, I mean, uh, Mitchell Trubisky had like only twelve starting games in college. Yes, and that, that went like, great. It went fantastic. <laughs> yeah. See, he could be, he could be that. Uh, Mitch as well. Mm. You could easily it's, exactly. It's it's that buyer beware of you, you see the tools, but like Tr- Trey Lance, he, he looks like he's a it's a project, right? Um, Panthers potentially. Panthers are a project team right now. So if he's there at <clears throat> eight or whatever the Panthers are, and they don't yeah. trade back, and if they stay there and they don't take him, Denver Denver Broncos, if you don't do something to get a quarterback before the end of this draft. I'm going to be upset with you. Because like, I don't want to go in with Drew Lock. <laughs> George, George Patton, I really want to believe in you. Make He's it happen. Just, just a, it's still Elway. Make it happen. Uh, quickly, Cal uh, Fuller deal, the Broncos, one year, nine million. Boom. Good. Vic Fangio, really shoring up that defense. Just excellent. Also, of course, bringing back Justin Simmons. For, with, a, with a proper deal rather than any of the salary cap nonsense. Sorry, I'm, I'm salary. It's like franchise tag nonsense. Say you could trade up from wherever you are, seven to five. That we're nine. And no, nine's high. Low. High? It's a big number. It's, it's a bigger number than five. Um, <laughs> what, what way does the ladder work? Yeah, Am I going up or down? I hope, hope you got that one, kids. <laughs> nine is bigger than five. Uh huh. Yeah, you're Point. probably gonna have to give up a first next year to get higher. Potentially, it depends. It depends on who you're trading you it to. Give it's away like a second and a third to move up. Some teams might be happier to trade back for having to pay less money for someone that they still anticipate they're going to get anyway, because they just say, "Oh well, we know fine well that this team wants this guy. This team wants this guy." So why would they do anything else? But like, you're playing a dangerous game. Question. Tell me what you think about me. Diamonds in the moon rings. Yes. Charles Angels. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. Banjo was Angels. I love it. If you were to somehow get a quarterback at nine, who's okay? Mm hmm. And it's like Fangio. Yep. And you've already got Cal Fuller. Mm hmm. And you've got Chubb. Mm hmm. Would you trade for Mac? Or Khalil Mac? If the. Bears are crap. What would we have to give up? Probably a first. At least a first. What, first next season? Yeah. For Khalil Mack? And you've, you've got your quarterback. Mm. You've got all your wide receivers. Yes. You've got your tight ends. If, if the quarterback pans out and say before, like even before deadline day this season and the Broncos are in contention, 100% taking Khalil Mack. That sounds like a really good idea to me. Because you need, you need someone to play against Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not playing against the rest of the NFL. You're playing against the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, it just it depends on salary cap and stuff. But if, if your quarterback is young and still playing off his first contract for the next five well, years... Well, Von Miller's coming off. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to have yeah. Well, even more somewhere. cap space, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we did bring him back this season, but uh, it's Yeah, but it's you can one trade year, but... on, his, on, his, yeah. on his ending contract. You can offset yeah. Mac. Yeah, absolutely. Potentially, it could work out that way. Um yeah, Broncos are in one of the best salary cap positions, so therefore they could start making moves. Maybe they were building towards this, but to, to me, like they've been building towards picking up a quarterback, and I do think that they were making a serious run at Watson before anything 
hit the fan. Um, without that, yeah, just got to hope that they get the guy this time round. Um, I, I still like Lom. I like watching mm. him. I don't think he's got it, but he's fun. That's not good enough for me anymore. <laughs> um, just to round, round up, uh, Joe Tooney going to the Chiefs, five-year, $80 million. It just needed to happen, oh, effectively. That's so mean. That's who I'm... Oh. Was that the only one that you had left, was yeah. it? Yeah, I said the Patriots centre signing for that team in the... And you were like, oh, I'm going to tell you. He's centre, he's a guard. Well, where'd Andrews go? I, I don't know. I mean, give me, give me, give me a second, and David I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it, David Andrews. David Andrews, David Andrews, David Andrews went to the Patriots again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Four-year, ninety-million-dollar deal. Noise. Mm-hmm. I think it's all working out well. And and um, I did like how the 49ers paid um, Trent Williams, your boy, six years, one hundred and thirty-eight million dollars. San Francisco, I applaud you. This guy is the best tackle in the league right now. Uh, he can he can play well into his thirties. So they've got other Notre Dame lad, the McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. They've got Williams. Not not Rab McGlinchey for uh, any tune the fat watches Mike, out there. Mike McGlinchey. Mm-hmm. They've also got um, Cal Yushek that they're bringing back. Mm-hmm. This is a great opportunity for a rookie quarterback to come in and be absolutely amazing. Or Jimmy G just to sit there for a year and uh, you know smash out of the park and then make them answer a question later on. Yeah. Jimmy so G is allegedly for a first round or two yeah. the Patriots. Which yeah, is what's going to happen? Jimmy G is effectively uh, they they put him down as the starter for the season, but said he's available for a first round pick, which is basically saying he's not available because <laughs> so players like him, aren't going to pick him up. Like he's not like people know what Jimmy G is for the most part now. Yeah, you might have you might have one team out there that will say. This is all we need, and we can make this work. I'm not going to tell Bill Belichick what to do, but trade trade your pick back mm-hmm. to like the mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Give the other team that pick, pick up assets, and then and trade, then trade that, that pick for yeah. Because yeah, that that do could not work take really Mac Jones <laughs> when you can get a known quantity. Known quantity. And some people think that Mac Jones is better than Tua. No. <laughs> no. If he was better than two, he would have player played instead of two. This is why the man is coming out of the college at like twenty four years old. It's because he's not as good as Tua and he's not as good as Tua's brother. Mac Jones to the Jaguars, hashtag tank for Mac. <laughs> Jacket for Jones. Oh no no, that's something completely different. Sorry. <laughs> Jacket in? That's better. That's better wording. Better wording. Anyway, um yeah. Also, of note. Our boy Shaquille Barrett getting paid four years, sixty-eight million dollars. Nice do cameos anymore, and that is a bargain. You know how much that cameo cost me? I'm going to like pull back the curtain here. Five dollars. Yeah, he was just being like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like he was like this is a point where he was still like you know he was a he was I think this is when he would already signed for the pit. So he's about Bucks. to. No, no, he was what, still if, a Bronco on the on n- the thing. No, he actually was. Well, he's maybe still a Bronco on. Uh, on cameo, but uh, he had signed for the box. So I, I distinctly remember saying, you know, like, "Hey, man, Broncos fan here. Really sad to lose you. Uh, could you could you do this message for us?" And um, yeah, like the guy was just doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Shaquille Barrett, one of the good guys in the NFL. Although I probably pay him like four hundred bucks to do a cameo now, but that's fair. He doesn't need that anymore. He's we busy. Two Joe Thomas ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can. Uh, actually, well, I'll just I'll just see his rookie card over getting a cameo from him. 
Okay. I'm an investor, so. Okay. But what what if I uh, ask Joe Thomas to give you some advice on uh, investments? Unless it's buy his rookie card. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Joe I'll Thomas buy I'll buy so Joe Thomas's rookie card for you. So Jesus Thomas damn. Have a, if any F- NFTs he wants to quit to... dropping hints. Um, but um, yeah, I think for the most part that's uh, that's about us, and that's been just over a cool hour, one hour seven. That's pretty good. Yes. And um, I think between now it's and so the draft, stuff. yeah, I think we just have some some general talks to do. So. What do you reckon the format will be? Are we going to just... Division by division again? You want to do division... Oh, man, you want to do, like, all the way through? Or you want to just... We can skip some things. Or we can be very... We could just... What if we mix it up and do the Wests and the Norths and the... How about... And I'm just posting this out in there. Big Mock Draft Pod. Split it into two. Maybe three. (laughs) And just, just go... Bang, 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 bang. And analyze as we tell them who they should be picking. Yeah. I feel like I ruined our mock draft when I picked Greedy Williams at three. Probably, yeah. But hey, that that's... I mean, no well, one really knows these things are going to go. Less COVID. We're feeling better about it, so I feel less annoyed about the draft happening yeah. than I did last year. Yeah. Last year I was very dark <laughs> on them doing a draft and making the players, like, go through all that. Yeah. And go through all their drills and everything. But, you know, I had to keep going, otherwise the whole college system would have fallen down. Indeed. But hey, we'll figure out how we're going to we do will. it. We we'll get back to you guys on that. Um, in the meantime, thank you very much for joining us. It's good to be back. And uh, we just hope that it'll all come together in the next little while. And you should hear from us again soon. Yes. Thank you all very much for joining us. And thank you, Darren. Wonderful Bye. as always. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>